0: You're listening to the very first podcast of the New Brunswick Union. Welcome, everyone. My name is Susie Poudag, and I'm the president of the New Brunswick Union. Now, I'm hoping that people will be able to subscribe at some point, so I'll leave that with our technical guy, John. Uh, But there should be a a button where you can subscribe, and when we do have uh, more of these available on different topics throughout the year, uh, you'll get notification, and, and we'd encourage you to keep an eye out for the new episodes. To begin, our topic for this episode is workplace health and safety, which is especially poignant this time of year. On April 28th, we observe the National Day of Mourning, which is dedicated to remembering those who've lost their lives or suffered injury or illness on the job due to a work-related tragedy. The New Brunswick Union encourages all New Brunswickers to remember those injured, killed, or affected by a workplace injury or death by observing a moment of silence, lowering a flag to half-mast, or attending one of the many remembrance ceremonies held in the province on April 28th. The events will be posted on our website, as well as on the Worksife New Brunswick's website. So we don't have that schedule at the moment, but as they become available, they will be on our site. Joining me tonight to discuss this topic is Mike Allen, a member of our Occupational Health and Safety Committee, as well as a member of our Board of Directors representing private sector workers. I want to provide everyone with a bit of the background that Mike has before we begin our discussion. So Mike has been in the safety field since 1994. He's highly skilled and a motivated safety professional with more than 25 years of experience as a leader, an instructor, inspector and investigator. He's worked in this field at Moosehead Breweries for 15 years, Irving Pulp and Paper, Irving Tissue, the LNG Construction and Syncrude, as well as developing a confined space program at Dairytown in Sussex. He also sat for a term as an employee representative on the WorkSafe New Brunswick Board of Directors on behalf of our union. Currently working for Moosehead, he is our own New Brunswick Union safety professional looking after any health and safety issues that may be developing in your workplaces. He's developed an effective, proactive, and integrated three part health and safety management system for Moosehead Breweries. This resulted in a significant decrease in the company's worker compensation premiums and a 90% rating for WorkSafe New Brunswick's risk management audit system. In addition to that, As chair of the Occupational Health and Safety Committee here at New Brunswick Union, we also have uh, Danielle Amagadzi of Bathurst, who's with the Technical Inspection Component. We also have Leon Ross of Quarryville, who's also with the Technical Inspection Component. We have Monica Bonavie from Quispamsis, representing the professional services for students in the public school systems. And finally, we have Kevin McCaig of Markhamville with the NBCC Instructors Component. So on this podcast, we will discuss several health and safety topics. Mike is going to provide us with guidance and advice on every issue that we try and touch on. So I just want to let members know that we will be speaking in general terms. So if you have a specific concern for your workplace, we'd encourage you to contact Mike through our website at www.nbu.ca and click on the WorkSafe logo at the bottom of the homepage to submit your question. Okay, so let's get started here. So one of the questions we get the most involves working alone or in isolated areas. This is even more relevant given the assault that occurred in Moncton on a nurse recently where she was working in an area that was separate from the public. So Mike, what advice can you give our members when it comes to working alone or in an isolated area?
1: Well, Susie, under the the Section 51 of the Occupational Health and Safety Act, the regulations uh, cite that the Code of Practice for Work Alone Regulation Occupational Health and Safety that employers shall establish a code of practice to ensure, so far as the reasonable practicability, uh, the health and safety of an employee who works alone at any time and place of employment for risk arising out of or in connection with the work assigned. An employer shall ensure that the code of practice referred to in Section 2 includes, without being limited to, the name, address, location, the telephone number and the place of employment, uh, the name, the address, location, telephone number of the employer, uh, the nature of the business conducted at the place of employment, identification of possible risk to each employee for uh, working alone to out of the connection with the work assigned. So, example, in regards to the, uh, the nurse situation, I mean, at the hospital and stuff like that, like there should be a code of practice in there about that person working by themselves. So it, it slates through a whole area of what is required by an employer to make sure that the employee has some type of code of practice to, to protect them. All these misinformation that we have here is basically from WorkSafe. So employers shall provide an equipment uh, required in the Code of Practice established uh, and adhere to the place of employment. The employee who works alone at any time shall adhere to the Code of Practice. Employers shall implement a training program to represent the Code of Practice established under Section 2 for uh, each employee who works alone at any time, and the supervisor is responsible for the employee who works alone. An employee shall ensure that the copy of the code of practice established under Section 2 is readily available to an officer on request and that the consistency between the code of practice established under the regulation and any other regulation uh, prevails to the extent of the consistency. So basically it means that whatever you have as your code of practice is the one that they have to follow through with.
0: So does every workplace have a code of practice?
1: If an employer has uh, you working alone, absolutely, there needs to be a code of practice in there. So, for example, we've had questions before with our uh, union members that are out in the field that are, you know, just themselves that have to go back in the woods or whatever. It's They have to have some type of code of practice for them, and some type of device should be in place for them for communications at all given times. So.
0: So if, if an employee or a member, let's say one of our members, doesn't think that this is actually uh, true in their in their work site or that this actually happens, could we encourage them to contact you so they can start looking at what, what, what the next steps are?
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's uh, what we want to do is make sure we encourage our members uh, that if they are working alone or have the risk of working alone, that they actually get some type of protection for them. We, uh, we want to make sure that they're looked after.
0: Thanks, Mike. So another topic that we hear frequently about from our members is dealing with members of the public who are being rude or aggressive. Uh, Many of our members who work in, let's say, for instance, Service New Brunswick, just for an example, uh, they face this from time to time. So, like, what can they do if the situation presents itself to them?
1: First of all, I mean, we've had some calls that came in for this uh, same situation that we're talking about here. But every worker has the right to a healthy and safe workplace to protect them from injuries, illness, uh, wage loss. Uh, Health and safety workplace must be a respectful one, free of violence and harassment. In amendments to the general regulations under the Occupational Health and Safety Act, uh, workplace violence, harassment, a matter of fact, it was April 1st of this year. The new regulation in regards to uh, workplace violence and harassment has come in place. So the changes protect New Brunswick workers from a wider range of hazards require all professional workplaces to develop a code of practice to prevent workplace harassment. Every New Brunswick employer must also conduct a risk assessment for violence, and based on the certain criteria, may also be required to develop a code of practice to prevent violence at the workplace. So that's what we're working towards, is making sure that each employer uh, looks after their employees.
0: So it's not perfect, but it's the beginning. It's the beginning. Okay.
1: There's always room for,
0: for Improvements. So I'm going to move on to another topic. Uh, This one, I think that every single member of our union has asked themselves this question from time to time. So what do you do during the winter months when there's a storm that's raging? Police have asked motorists to stay off the roads, but your workplace is open and expects you to be there. We get this question in the office, like on a regular basis.
1: Well, through doing the research and stuff that basically going back and seeing if there's anything specific to this, And if not, it always comes back to the actual Occupational Health and Safety Act, the the definition of the right to know, right to participate, right to refuse. So each individual um, member and the employer that they work for need to sit down and put something in place to make sure that this is looked after. Because if you have a workplace hazard, the hazard is you're on the road and the, the police are shutting down the roads or the highways and stuff like that. That's definitely a, a high risk to an individual. So basically, you have the right to know what's going on, the right to participate to try and do that. And if not, you have the right to refuse. You have the right to refuse to, to stay off the road. You, you don't want to send yourself out on risk or anybody else uh, to be in a dangerous situation.
0: So uh, just to recap or, or maybe just to give you a little bit of a context, from what I understand, and I know my, my employer at the time uh, would have said, you have the right to say you're not coming in, but obviously you're going to have to tell us what are you using vacation or Are you going to make up the time. So is that reasonable to expect? Like you can, you can come in, we expect you to come in, but if not, you're responsible for, for putting that time back.
1: Right. And and I'm going to use myself as the example for it is that with Moosehead, that's exactly what happens is that if we decide that uh, because of the high risk, I'm not going into work, then I will basically go and either make up the time or uh, have to use a vacation day for it unless they deem that they're going to look after it, which once again, that could be negotiated beforehand when they do a, a, a policy in place for, you know, inclement weather and stuff like that.
0: So the next question is specific to our members working in hospitals. So we hear a lot about the overcapacity in our hospitals, which then leads to overcrowding, high workloads, frustrated patients and staff, and many other issues. What can our members do when it comes to the effects of overcapacity in our hospitals?
1: Well, this is one I had to do a little bit of research on. And I think that uh, with employers and the, the actual members working together, um, I feel that they, you know there's there's methods that they can do to try to ease the uh, overcrowding that's going on. I mean, examples are like a hotline, incorporating some type of hotline for patients so that they can gauge whether that their symptoms uh, are severe enough that they need to be coming into the department or calling the the uh, care system of telecare. Telecare, thank you. Informing patients on how long they can uh, expect to wait. Fast-tracking systems, implementing a fast-track system, allowing advanced care providers, uh, such as registered nurses, the ability to provide treatment to non-urgent cases uh, while physicians see the urgent cases. Observation uh, units, areas where the patients uh, require urgent care can be treated in uh, specialized observation units. Institute uh, uh, hospital staff members to be in charge of overseeing the overflow of the emergency department discharge rooms creating a separate sitting area for patients waiting on the medications travel arrangements and post discharge follow-up informing uh, patients uh, instructions and procedures to adhere to uh, by the day of discharge uh, so those are all things that, you know, the small uh, steps that they can actually work towards to try to ease it. I mean, this time of the year with all the flus and influenzas that are going on, it's uh, certainly taking a, a hard toll on our uh, healthcare systems uh, as we so, speak. So
0: basically it's measures that we we continue to support and push that the hospital system, but they need to work with us in order to, to get there, right? Like. Yeah. Uh, it's something that currently I don't think exists in a lot of places, but it would be certainly encouraging if we could start working together on some of those issues.
1: Absolutely. Team team effort to try and to ease the, the overcrowdedness.
0: Stress is always a concern at work, as it can affect not only your well-being, but your performance as well. Um, if someone is experiencing a lot of stress or feeling overwhelmed, what course of action should they pursue, Mike?
1: Well, somewhere more places uh, stress is normal. Excessive stress can interfere with your productivity and your performance, um, impact your physical and emotional health, and affects your relationship and home life. Um, Basically, you know, in in dealing with your stress situation, um, you know, is it too much or whatever the story is, some of the common causes of workplace stress include fear of being laid off, more overtime due to uh, staff cutbacks, Pressure to perform uh, to meet rising expectations, but with no increase in your job satisfaction. Pressure to work on optimum levels all the time. Lack of control over how uh, you uh, do your work. So some of the signs that you have for having stress is, you know, feeling uh, anxious, irritable, depressed. uh, Loss of interest in work. problems sleeping. Fatigue. uh, Trouble concentrating. Muscle tension and headaches. Stomach problems. Social withdraw, a loss of sex drive, using alcohol or drugs to cope. So basically, there's different steps that you can get in like involved with. It's like a big with.
0: melting pot of all kinds of things, and I think, I think it's almost like a pressure cooker right now in the workplaces because there's so much, so much influencing what's going on. Right, like when you talked, when you said about job cuts, people are afraid job cuts uh, the pressure to perform and and there's there's such shortage for a lot of our members where they work there's a shortage in the manpower to do it to get the job done that I think there's there's a huge pressures there to perform and make sure that even though you're not as staffed as you should be that it gets done
1: Absolutely So some of the things they can do is you know to try and uh, and beat workplace stress by reaching out reaching out and and you know having somebody to talk to or having a a coworker that you can speak to about it or you know, um, you know, friend, getting out and, and just trying to communicate it to try and do that. Support your uh, health with exercise and nutrition. That's very important. Getting out there and, and uh, getting, you know, out walking or doing some type of exercise and making sure you're eating properly and sleeping properly is all part of, of trying to uh, reduce the amount of uh, stress. Don't skimp on your sleep. Very important. Try as hard as you can to get your eight hours of sleep a night. Relax, take it easy, take it easy on yourself. If you have a downtime, make sure that you focus on your downtime. Laughter. Laughter is one of the best.
0: That's my favorite.
1: <laughs> uh, shift work, and then we have many and many of our, our group that are uh, our shift workers, our members, and uh, it's a very hard thing. I'm one of those. I'm one of the ones that does shift work. I was on midnights all this week. So, you know, you, you get maybe three or four hours of sleep, and then you get up and you're back at it again. So, you know, treating yourself, just relax, and you know, even if it's to the point of just sitting there and watching a movie, just to just just take it easy. Organize and prioritize everything. You know, in regards to making it a little bit easier, so you have a little bit more time to be able to do things. Time management makes a big difference as well. Break uh, bad habits. You know, um, you know, it's it's the point of not depending on drugs alcohol you know it's it's the point of drinking lots of water and getting lots of sleep and nutrition and exercise to to try and balance that stress out
0: so i think this one's a good topic to end with uh tonight uh, a lot of times people see things that they don't think are right or fair uh or perhaps unsafe or a combination of the two What's the proper steps that people can take when they see something they view as a potential safety concern in the workplace?
1: And that's a good question. As I mean, workplace safety recommendations that help the workers be safe. Involve your employees in safety planning. Empower your em- workers to own safety uh, by involving them in the safety plans. Provide clear uh, work instruction, um, making sure that they understand what's going on, especially where they have... Um, you know, we're getting to the point at this time of the year where the students are coming in. And, you know, it's it's very important to, to have the uh, the instruction for them as well as any new employee uh, trying to make sure that they fully understand their jobs and, and do it as safe as they possibly can in regards to like if it's in the, the nursing home area or the hospitals, as you know, the proper lifting, bending, turning, twisting. Focus your safety efforts on uh, most likely issues. Um, create a safe work uh, area, um, you know, and prevent injuries and ensure that affected jobs and workplaces can be created in a safe work area. Maintain a clean work area. That's very important. You know, no tripping hazards, nothing that could be around that you could actually trip on or there's a risk to somebody uh, that, you know, it could be yourself or another co-worker, making sure that that stuff's done. Encourage your employees to have a voice in safety. I stress that all the time, making sure that if you have an issue, something's going on, you want to make sure that you bring it forward. It could be as a small, simple thing that you don't think that's could be a a major issue, but it could end up being a major issue as time goes in the fields like where I'm at, maintain your machinery in good working order, you know, make sure that it's clean and greased and lubed, and that you know that all the safety devices are on and that everything's working properly. Avoid and remove unnecessary hazards that could be around you. Uh, revisit your safety guidelines every year, uh, making sure that you have all your, your different uh, training up, your first aid, your CPR, any other type of training that's required for the uh, the job that our members are involved with.
0: So as a reminder, uh, we've discussed general topics in this podcast and refrained from getting into two specific of examples over privacy concerns. So if you have a specific concern in your workplace, we encourage you to contact your Labour Relations Officer at the New Brunswick Union Head Office. uh, And the phone number is 506-458-8440. Or if you're calling long distance, it's 1-800-442-4420. I think that we've covered a lot of ground in this discussion and I want to thank everyone for downloading and listening to our very first podcast I especially want to thank uh, Mike for being here with me and answering these important questions. So thank you, Mike. Take care, everyone. And remember, if members have any more uh, health and safety questions, please send the questions to Mike uh, via our website at www.nbu.ca. Or if you have a topic that you'd like to see us cover or he- or you want to hear about, please feel free to leave us some feedback or leave us the questions uh, wherever you download your podcast. Thank you.